All right, everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about imagining yourself thin. That is, in my opinion, the secret to really getting the weight loss results you want. And there's a number of reasons why this is, which I want to talk about. And this goes a bit against the grain of how you think about weight loss, probably, right? If you're in a diet mindset, you're not really imagining yourself thin. You're just going to do the things you need to do to get yourself thin. Once I'm thin, then I'll just be thin. And there's no real value in imagining yourself then, right? You're either going to do what you're going to do and I got to force myself. But I think there's a bunch of benefits to imagining yourself then that um, you should be aware of, you know, so that you start utilizing this as part of the process to get yourself to the goal you want to be at, right? So the first thing I want to recognize is that thin is just a word that's used, that I use anyways, my definition is you living at your goal weight. So thin is you at your goal weight. Your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life, that makes you the healthiest and the happiest, all right? So thin is a, it doesn't mean a specific weight. It's more, it's you get to decide. Whatever your goal weight that you decide you want to live at as, that's what I want you to live at. And that is you being thin. Okay. That being said, when you first start this journey, there's a good chance that you've been overweight for a while, okay? And so the first thing you need to recognize is during this process, there's an inside component to it. You know, some people approach weight loss purely externally. Just give me the meal plan. I'll just force myself to eat that way. But you've got to recognize that there is an inner piece of it. And there's a bunch of inner pieces, but one of the biggest ones of all of it is your self-image, your identity, how you think about yourself. And if you've been overweight for the last 20 years, always trying to lose weight, never it happening, then you define yourself and identify yourself as an overweight person. And so even if you eat perfectly, and you lose the weight, I can promise you, you're going to get to that point and you're going to say, oh, now I'm a thin person. And you're going to feel weird because you're not used to being a thin person. You haven't prepared yourself to be a thin person and you don't know how to be a thin person. You know how to be a dieter who loses weight. But once you get to that weight loss goal, you're not really sure what to do. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, reflect on your own experience, reflect on other people's experience. Why did they put the weight back on? Now, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and I've had these conversations many, many, many times over the last 20 years. And what people always say, why'd you put the weight back on? I didn't feel like myself. Now it doesn't make logical sense, but I promise you it makes a lot of subconscious um, sense. And so when we imagine ourselves thin, one of the key reasons we're doing that right from the beginning is you're preparing yourself, you're practicing to become a thin person, not just eating different and losing weight, but literally beginning to develop the identity of a thin person how a thin person thinks, feels, moves throughout the world. And you need to practice that, okay? Um, so that's the first benefit, that you're preparing yourself to be a thin person. Because again, the goal is not just to lose some weight, it's to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life, okay? And so this is an inside-out process of becoming the person you want to be. So imagining yourself thin right from the beginning, even when you're overweight, is practice doing that. Now, the second benefit to doing this is that when you imagine yourself thin, you begin to program your subconscious mind because the language of the subconscious mind is imagination. And this is the beauty of your brain and you're not utilizing it. You know, when you watch a movie or a TV show, think about what's happening. Why is it fun to do? It's because you're watching this experience and you're living it vicariously. 
if you're watching sports, it feels like you're playing the sport a little bit. You release, literally release adrenaline into your body. When you're watching movies or shows, you're vicariously experiencing the situation and you're getting a lot of those feelings that you would get if you were in that actual situation. That's why it's enjoyable to watch movies and shows because it's a vicarious experience that feels like something, okay? So using your imagination literally is creating real feelings in you and it's creating real neural connections. So when you imagine yourself as a thin person, and you imagine yourself going through tomorrow as a thin person, you are practicing. It's like visualization, what big athletes do. They practice and visualize how they're going to perform. That's basically what you're doing. You're practicing and imagining how you want to perform, how you want to think, and how you want to feel. And so even if you practice it and you don't act exactly the way tomorrow, you're practicing it and you're preparing yourself to act that way. Because what a lot of people are doing is they're anticipating that they're going to eat the wrong food and then they're just expecting that they're going to have willpower to stop themselves from doing it the last minute. Well, that doesn't work, okay? So when you imagine, you start to utilize your subconscious mind's key power to influence itself and to change how you behave by imagining yourself as the person that you want to be. Now, I want to be clear. Um, this is not enough. You can't just imagine yourself thin and then become a thin person. All right. It's helpful because one of the other benefits of it is the more you imagine yourself thin, the more you also connect to the motivation. You step in and you say, yes, that's what I want. That feels incredible. It feels amazing. So you reinforce the motivation that you want to feel to make that a reality. But ultimately, what's going to dictate your success is your behavior. And so the more you start imagining yourself doing what you want to do, the more you start to prepare yourself to actually act that way. And the beauty of imagination is you can imagine yourself doing what you want to do in an easier way. It's easier to imagine that you make all the right choices tomorrow at the right times than it is to actually do it initially, okay? So again, it's a process of preparation and practice and reinforcement of the person that you want to be. That's what it is. You're not pretending you're thin and saying, oh, I'm a thin person when you're overweight. It's not that. You're not delusional. You're saying, I want to be a thin person. I want to think this way. I want to feel this way. And you're mentally rehearsing it. You're practicing thinking this way all the time. And it feels good. You know, listen, every food ad you see is a hypnosis session. It's you imagining eating that food to some degree. <laughs> and that works to influence your behavior. So when you start using imagination to influence the behavior you want to have, it's very, very powerful right? Um, we're always doing this anyways, you know? So it's like, when you think about tomorrow, it's like, you have some idea how you're going to eat, how you're going to act right now. You're not doing it consciously and you're doing it on autopilot because you know, tomorrow's Friday and you know what that's going to bring and what you're going to do. Um, but when you intentionally start imagining yourself as the person you want to be, you know, you're not faking it till you make it either. You are literally actually creating neural connections and slight muscle memories of who the person that you want to be. So it's preparing you. You know, because what do you expect that you're just going to step in tomorrow and just act different? You know, that's that diet mindset that tomorrow's Monday and I'm just going to wake up a different person. All of a sudden, I'm going to tap into this willpower that I've never had, but tomorrow's Monday. So I'm going to all of a sudden have it. Do you know what I mean? So you got to look at this process more. The process of weight loss, again, it's a process of developing skill, you know, and that takes consistent reinforcement, trial and error, learning, growing, evolving. That's the process of becoming a thin person, not this willpower thing where Monday you just all of a sudden start acting differently forever. Like that, it's just crazy. You would never, you don't do that in anything, you know? So imagining yourself thin though is one of the core components of that process because again, it connects you to that goal. It helps you prepare for what you're going to do and the strategies you're going to use. It helps you 
prepare for how you're going to behave and act. It lets you test it out, rehearse it. You know, get better at acting and thinking and feeling in new ways that are going to get you the new results you want. And it all starts with imagination. All right. So take a little bit of time, relax yourself. And in the afternoon, in the evening, in the morning, it doesn't matter when you do it. Imagine yourself moving through the day as the thin, healthy person that you want to be. And again, one final point on this, it's not just an external thing. So you're not just imagining yourself as someone at a lower weight. It's an inside out process. It's you defining how do I think? How do I feel? How do I behave in the world as a thin person? You know? And so it's not just how you're acting. It's on the inside. How do you want to feel? And thin is not just a weight. It's a way of being. So I always say you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So when you pretend and imagine yourself as a thin person, it's not just external that you're thin. It's that you're being the best version of yourself you can be. You're responding to temptation in the best way possible. Um, you're making food choices from the most congruent, you know, optimized place that you can connect to. And so it, the more you imagine this and practice it, the more you start to become it, all right? So um, yeah, take a little bit of time and imagine yourself moving through the day as the best version of you in the body you want to be, getting the results that you want to get. You know, that, that's the first step I would suggest you take and experience the power of that. All right. Um, so yes, yeah, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'm going to answer them. I saw some questions coming through. Is this is legal? You will be fine. If this is legal, you will be fine. I don't know what that means. Um, do we pretend to be thin in our mind? Yes. Yes, you do. Um, and in your body, you know, that's another thing too. I always say that like visualization, um, bums me out a little bit simply because people tend to think with visualization that they need to like see something like a movie in their mind, like literally watch it. And um, you don't. The most important part, see, they always said visualization is visualizing, right? And that's an important part. But you also want to have the auditory, like what you hear and what you say in your mind. And then most importantly, what you're feeling. You want to feel like the person you want to be. And so that's the thing you want to tap into more than even what you see. That's the main thing driving your behavior. Um, what do I do if the table is filled with fried sugary foods every day in Ramadan? Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to eat fried sugary foods, now this goes for anyone, right? Anytime you're surrounded by a lot of unhealthy foods, what do you do? How do you deal with that? Right. And what I suggest, the first line of defense is nourishing yourself. Okay. Um, anytime we're starving, we don't want to be in a situation like that if we're really hungry. Okay. Because every cell of your body is screaming out for you to eat it. It's not going to last long. So one of the key parts of being thin is being nourishing yourself, managing your hunger not fighting against it, right? Um, what's up, Vicky? 12 midnight here. Can't think of a better reason not to go to bed. <laughs> uh, hey, you can listen to me. <laughs> yep, UK time. Uh, one thing that breaks the thought process is that people don't treat me the same as when I was thin. Sure, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, you know, when you're imagining yourself thin, it's like I was saying at the end, it, it's, it's a, it's an internal process. You know, you can't change what people are going to do. You know, you want to connect to what you're doing when you're thin and healthy. How do you think? How do you view the world? How do you think about food? Because you think and act differently when you're eating well and you're at the goal what you want to be at. Okay. So it's connecting with that, you know, and if people don't treat you the same, and it's true, people don't treat you the same. I, I mean, I, I, we're going to pretend we don't live in reality, right? People treat people differently based on their weight. It's not fair. It sucks. And it happens, you know? Um, so I don't, know, I don't know what to say, you know? So if you're overweight and you're, you're, you got to let that go, use it as motivation if you want, although it's not great motivation, it's extrinsic motivation, which is the weakest form. 
Um, but again, I would make this more about wanting to be the person you want to be, you know? So never mind, like, cause you know, a lot of times, like when, when you're overweight or insecure about something and you feel like people are treating you different, it's like, we live in that world to a certain degree. It's our own mental prison. And yes, yeah, some of that is definitely true. There's no question, but a lot of it is, is manufactured in our own brain. And so this is part of that process of not that I want to lose weight. So people start treating me better. But I want to be, I want to live in a way that's completely congruent and I'm free. I'm free of all that bullshit, all those bullshit thoughts I have to think all the time, all the feeling like people are talking to me, all that insecurity. I want to get in a path where I feel secure and strong and powerful and connected to who I truly want to be. That's where we want to be at. That Right from the start, that's the goal. Not just, oh, I just want to lose some weight so people treat me better. I, I don't know. That, that's just a lot weaker to me, you know, even though it would be true too, probably a bit. You know, but the other way is way bigger that you want to be the most powerful version of yourself that you can be. That's the goal here, right? That's what you want to, if you make your weight loss about being the best, most powerful version of you that you can be, it's a completely different process and you're going to get way better results because there's way more at stake. There's way more motivation. There's way more benefits. There's way more value out of what you're doing. Well, most people, I just want the scale to go down. I just want to wear a bathing suit. It's like, Jesus, could you, could you minimize it anymore? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's weird. I don't know. I know that's what it's like, but do you think audio subliminals, do you think audio subliminals are effective in terms of manifesting weight loss? No, I do not. I don't at all. I don't think hypnosis alone is good at helping you change weight, to be honest. You know, I think, listen, you know, I just had this conversation and this might, the law of attractions like this hypnosis is like this. Sometimes this idea that you're going to listen to a session or you're going to see a hypnotist, you're going to snap their fingers. You're gonna be a different person is crazy <laughs> being thin. It's a transformation of your inside, like how you think about yourself, your personality, how you feel, how you deal with emotions, you know, and then it moves on to how your lifestyle, how you're living your life day to day. And then it moves to how you're eating. It's a big undertaking. It's not, there's no hypnosis session you're going to listen to that you're just going to become a thin person. Like, like no way. That's like saying, I'm going to listen to a hypnosis session, become a, a piano player. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, no, good luck with that. I'm going to practice. You know what I mean? You, you, again, there's a value to putting, like I was talking about imagining yourself thin. There's value to connecting to the goal. No doubt about it. But at the end of the day, this is a, this is a path. This is a path you're walking that is challenging. It's hard. That's why people don't do it. <laughs> so I'm not going to bullshit you and say, oh, there's some magic formula. There's not. There's there's strategy. You know what I mean? It's like you want to learn the piano. There's good teachers and bad teachers. There's, there's people that teach you well and, and don't. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you sitting down at the piano practicing. And it's the same thing with the weight loss. It's up to you to start taking steps forward and recognize this is a lifelong journey you're on. And it's simple, but not easy. You know, you're, you're going to do things. You sometimes you're going to step backwards and you can make up for it and get back on track. And so it's this process that it's a challenge, but it's a challenge. Take it on as a challenge. The greatest challenge of your life, I'd say. What's more important than, than your weight and your health? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't think of anything. And so um, take it on as such. Stop looking for shortcuts. You know, people are so addicted to shortcuts with the weight loss, you know. But anyways, I know that wasn't your question, but I don't think audio subliminals do anything. Um, I'm never starving to be honest, but being in a deficit with these foods is literally impossible. I'm not sure which food you're talking about. Oh, probably like the, the fried sugary foods. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no way. No way. You know, if you're just eating fried sugary foods and that's the big problem with diets, they're so focused on getting you to stop eating so much. So a lot of people, when they want to lose weight, they're just cutting, they're eating the same stuff and they're just trying to cut down the quantity. 
good luck. If you're eating a lot of carbs, you're eating a lot of fried foods, fast food, processed foods, good luck. You're going to eat less of them. You're going to be even hungrier. You know, what you need to do is change the quality of the food you're eating. You need to eat more plant-based foods because there's fiber in them. It makes you feel more satisfied and it satisfies your micronutrient needs. And so if you're just gonna eat shit foods and try and eat less of them, it's never gonna happen because you're just, you're gonna be so hungry. You're gonna be double hungry then. You're hungry all the time eating that shit all the time. You know, if you're 50 pounds overweight, you're eating a lot of food and you're still hungry. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's not the amount of food you're eating. It's not the calories that are satisfying you. It's the quality of the food. It's putting more fiber into your body that's gonna satisfy you and make you feel, oh, I feel good. You know, but if you're just going to eat less of processed foods, you're just going to feel doubly hungry and it's not going to last. Stick with you. Um, how do I break my sugar addiction? Yeah, that's a big one, right? Everyone's got a sugar addiction because sugar's in everything and we minimize it in this culture. I'd say it's kind of a two step plan. I think the first thing to understand is that the sugar addiction is from the sugar, you know? So I would work on reducing the sugar. I don't think you have to cut it out completely, but I think you want to strategically start to reduce it, um, consume less of it, and that will reduce the cravings, okay? The next thing I would suggest, again, everything's mindset in my world, because I think mindset underpins any success and or the failures you would experience with weight loss, probably with everything, but certainly with weight loss. So the first thing I would do with sugar is I would research it a bit. You know, you have to understand you live in a world where there's a lot of money being made off of you eating a lot of sugar. And so there's a lot of influence coming at you that's minimizing the damage the sugar does to you. Sugar is completely unnatural for you to consume it the way you consume it. Um, it's completely. And so you're consuming, it's, it's like cocaine. People have been chewing on coca leaves for thousands of years, not addicted to cocaine, but as soon as you take coca leaves and you refine it all the way down to a powdered form where it's super concentrated, well, now it's super addictive. Same thing with sugar. And so you should research some sugar. That's a form of mental programming. Change the way you think of sugar. Okay. It is not your friend. You think about sugar and you think of good times and lollipops and being rainbows and kids and unicorns. It's, it's that it's, a, it's a, so I, I like, again, this speaks to another thing. You really, when you want to master your weight, it's really a managed addiction to some degree and you have to walk the gray zone, you know? So it's like, on one hand, I think of sugar like cocaine. On the other hand, I give sugar to my kids. So it's a weird place to be cognitive dissonance, but it's important to recognize this. And where do you want to be with this? Because the sugar is absolutely addictive and deadly. You know, it's not deadly. It's not to the level of co like cocaine, like in the effects of it. Um, in the short term, but in the long term, the sugar is absolutely one of the core reasons why people are getting diabetes, why they're overeating, why it's leading to cardiovascular problems, why it's leading to metabolic disorders, weight issues, feeling like shit about themselves. So I think it helps to mindset wise, go research sugar, what it does, where it comes from, watch a documentary on sugar. You know, that's very helpful in shifting your paradigm. And then the next step is again, to, to strategically begin to reduce it. I don't say just cut it out completely. You can do that. But I like to get into a sweet spot where I have sugar. Like I'll, I eat sugar. Um, I, I eat it in my life, but it's rare. You know what I mean? I treat it like alcohol almost. You know what I mean? Um, I, I drink alcohol, but I only drink alcohol in very specific times. I'm very respectful of it. You know, I enjoy it when I do it, but I don't just do it all the time. And I think you have to be that way with sugar. You know, we've gotten to like, it's just weird with the sugar in this culture. You know, it's unusual. It's unnatural. It's obviously unhealthy. So the, what I would do is I would suggest watch a documentary and reframe how you think about it. You know, that'd be my suggestion. Uh, yeah, the sugar is my worst. Yeah, sugar is worst for everyone. It's a drug. It lights up the same parts of your brains that cocaine does. 
How does one get past my stubborn personality? Seems like I know what to do and I should be doing, but I don't. Now that is a great question. I love that so much because that's this, this. Let me explain how you're trying to lose weight. There's two parts to your mind. You have a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your mind that knows you should lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight. And that's where your willpower is that tries to get you to lose weight. But all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are your subconscious mind. And those are the programs that run your eating behaviors, your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So it's like, you don't have to remember to eat a snack tonight. You don't have to remember to remember to eat ice cream at night on the sofa if that's what you do every night, right? You just automatically do it. That's a subconscious program. And so what you typically do when you want to lose weight is you try and use your conscious mind to fight against your subconscious programming. And it doesn't work because your conscious mind is about 10% of your brain and your subconscious mind is about 90% of your brain. It's way more powerful. And so you always lose that battle. But that's what creates that stubborn, that feeling of fight is that you are literally, you're consciously trying to fight against your subconscious mind. And so what I suggest when I teach people my program is how to use your conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind so that it starts doing the things you want to do. Because yeah, that stubborn thing, forget it, forget it. You're never going to lose weight with that because it's just this push-pull. You know, and you're never, you're never addressing the part of your brain that's really driving your behaviors and ultimately in control of your weight. And so for me, it's a congruent goal where I want to go, you know, and the way you define weight loss and dieting, that's a whole other part of it as well. But again, you're, you're trying with your diets, you're trying to fight against your subconscious mind, which creates that rebellious part and that battle feeling. And, um, for me, I'm working with my subconscious mind, you know, to, to bring it in the direction I want to go in. You know, and so that that's a big part of that. You know, do you think intermediate fasting is good for a person because body goes into starvation mode? Well, I, I think it depends how you do an intermediate intermediate fasting. There's different versions of it. You know, I don't intermediate fast um, where I'll stop eating every night, six to seven at night, and I won't eat till seven, eight the next morning. And I do that pretty much every day. Um, but I just stumbled into that. That my goal wasn't an intermediate fast at the initial time. I just kind of backed into that. I think it's really good though. I like intermittent intermediate fasting in that sense. Because we, we eat way too much in the modern culture. It's, it's unnatural. Our bodies aren't used to that. And it's uh, abnormal to, to, for our physical bodies. So taking a break from eating, I think, is really good for a bunch of reasons. Um, I think some intermittent fastings I've seen are two days where you're not eating at all. I don't like that personally. You know, now, again, my golden rule is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. But when I would stop eating for two days, I, that would trigger my obsession with food. So, yeah, I didn't eat for two days and I lost a little bit of weight and all that stuff. But then for the next two weeks, I was obsessed with food. I was hungry all the time. I was thinking about food all the time. So it wasn't a good thing in the long run, you know, but that's a lot of diet approaches. So again, intermediate fasting is one of those ones where I like some of it. And then I think it can be taken too far in other ways, you know, but ultimately you've got to bounce it against you. Is it working for you? You know, is it helping you doing that? <laughs> What's up, Owen? Uh, let's see. Thanks. I'm relatively healthy because my family is, but when Ramadan is here, I literally eat twice as much as usual without realizing. Yeah, sure. I try to incorporate more salads and greens in order to effortlessly reduce my calorie intake. Yeah, that's a great, great strategy. And you know, listen, you got to have different strategies for different situations, you know, which is a whole nother thing to think about. You're not the same person all the time, you know? So obviously Ramadan's going on. It's a whole different, it, it's an upheaval. You know what I mean? So it throws your irregular things away. So what you want to do is start recognizing, well, you know, when Ramadan comes, what strategies do I need to use there? You know, so it's always optimizing and strategizing for the situations you're in, you know, but yeah, it sounds like you're on the right path, you know, and, and it just takes a little while and sometimes, but it sounds like the way you're thinking, approaching it sounds very intelligent. Thoughts on prolonged fasting. 
Um, I think it's terrible. You know, oh, like 24 hour plus fast. I can only speak for myself. They were so stressful, you know? And again, I'm telling you, I, I love intermediate, intermediate fasting of 12 to 14 hours a day. That feels really good to me. Um, so again, this is up to you. You know, how do you feel about it? If it's miserable, if it gets you obsessed with food, if you dread looking forward to it and you don't want to do it, and it takes a ton of effort to get yourself to do it, I would suggest finding something else because you're not going to stick with it. If you love doing it, it just kind of resonates with you. Cool. You know, I always say like, like I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian technically, but when I, like I used to be a wicked meat eater. I mean, I ate meat every single day of my life, multiple times. And as I got exposed to vegetarianism as a, as an idea, it just, it just fit me. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't force myself to do it. It just kind of happened to me. And so I follow that path a lot of times. I really, I don't force myself to do anything anymore because it gets back to the other person saying that, that stubborn piece, you know, I don't want to fight against myself. If I don't want to do it, then I go down to the source and say, why don't I want to do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm going to get congruent, you know, so that when I do decide I want to go in a direction, I congruently want to go in that direction, you know, even if it's challenging and difficult. And I'm, yeah, this is what I want to do. You know, so I don't know how you feel about fasting, but if you're like, oh, I got to fast because I want to lose weight, then I would say, no, don't do it. If you say, oh, I love fasting, it feels so incredible. After I fast for a day, I feel lighter, amazing. It's great. My eating's better. And then, then do it. You know what I mean? Again, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. All right. How do you deal with social pressure to eat unhealthy? Yeah, like nights out. Yeah, big one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of strategies with that. That's a real thing, you know? Um, to be honest, I, I, I dropped a lot of my friends. I, I switched up my social groups as I changed. Um, that's part of it. The other part, though, I'll give you some strategic ones if you're not going to leave your friends, is, uh, you know, you, you eat before you manage your hunger, basically. Okay. So that when you go out, you make sure, you know, literally if I was, if I was serious and I really want to lose weight and I'm focused on that, I'm congruent. This is what I want to do. I want to be this person, you know, and then my friends are like, oh, let's go out and eat. What I'm going to do is I'm probably going to eat a small meal before I go out. I'm going to go out to eat, um, again, hunger scale, zero to 10, um, 10 being starving, zero being, you know, no, no, zero being starving, 10 being absolutely stuffed. The hunger scale, I want to be right around, if I'm going to go out to eat with, with a bunch of people to a restaurants that have a lot of unhealthy food, I'm going to put myself around five, you know, five, six, four, five, six, you know, and I'll go out there and I'm way more in control, you know, so that would be what I would do. I stopped dieting and started feeding myself three balanced meals with no snacks and lost five pounds in two weeks. Yeah, great. And it's like, that's a nice strategy. And it sounds like one you could probably sustain. That's the key thing here, right? Is you want to be able to sustain things, you know? Who gives a shit if you can lose some weight for, you know, because you didn't eat for a week? Who gives a shit, you know? If it's not going to last, I don't understand what the point is, you know? I'm weird like that. <laughs> but I don't know, you know, it's like people keep doing it, so try to and change your minds with that one. Could you speak to your background? Your insights are very unique and appreciated. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, my background's unique. <laughs> so um, yeah, like, so my, my story really started when I was nine years old. My dad died of a heart attack. Um, he was 54 years old. And I was like, oh, I, I, and I knew it. I knew it was the weight, he was obese. Um, I knew that the weight and the lifestyle was a big part of that. I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to let that happen to me. 10 years later, I was 50 pounds heavier, binge drinking, you know, just in a bad, bad spot. And so, um, it's just a miracle. You know, I tell the story all the time, but it, it literally was a miracle that at that time I came across Tony Robbins, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, yoga, um, guitar, martial arts, all these things within a couple months. It took a semester off from college. And um, yeah, it just, it just fit. And I, I turned things around for myself. Now, I want to be clear. When I say I turned things around, it wasn't instant, okay? But it was a starting point. I, I put myself on a new path at that point. And I've been walking that path ever since. And so, you know, I dropped the weight, I became healthier, I started feeling better, everything started improving for me personally. And I was so just like, 
I mean, it just became my life, you know? And so I got a degree in finance and investments. I'm like, but th this is what I wanted to do. So I ended up getting certified as a hypnotist, neurolinguistic programming practitioner, um, yoga instructor, strategic coach, and I began working with people. And so in 20 years, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, I'm really 50 books here. I'm obsessed with this stuff. And so through a lot of practical experience of working with real people, helping them, again, not just lose weight. I'm not just telling them what to do, but really in the trenches of helping them stay motivated, stay focused to get back on track when they get wobbly. Um, all of this stuff has led me to create a system, which is really program yourself then where it's this inside out approach, mindset based approach to mastering your weight. And so, yeah, just along the way, it just keep making distinctions, more and more distinctions. And yeah, it's led me to I always say this, I, I'm really, I fill a, a weight loss hole. There, there's a real hole in the weight loss industry, which is every, everyone, everyone out there, diet, nutritionist, personal trainer, doctors, you name it. They're telling you what to do. They're always telling you what to do. Here's the plan. This is what you do. And then it's up to you to just follow it. So what do you do? You try and use your willpower to force yourself to follow the plan. So you have almost zero understanding of how to get yourself to do the things you know you should. And that's why I step in and it's a, who else is doing this? I don't know. Who are you going to listen to? Who's out there showing you how to get yourself to eat, to, to continue eating well. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like who's, who's in there showing you the mindset pieces of this, you know? So it's like, you know, I just been doing this for a long time and you just start breaking it down you make more and more distinctions. So now it's like, like program yourself then one, the key part of the cornerstone is the program yourself then technique where you program yourself using a real simple technique. That's the cornerstone program your subconscious mind to make you thin. But then there's a workbook, you know, it's, it's a 60 page workbook where you go through the mindset, lifestyle and eating blueprints to keep yourself at the goal weight that you want to live at, you know, and it's customized to you. That's a key part of this process. You know, you're so used to just like someone else giving you a plan that, um, it, that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like you need to, it needs to reflect who you are, you know, so you need to take the time and come up with your own blueprint. And once you have it though, now you've got something to follow. You know, for me to master my weight, I've kept the same weight for 30 years. My, there was a little blip 10 years ago, but um, I'm not dieting. I don't even work out. You know, I, I walk, I do yoga, real gentle yoga, but I haven't even worked out yet. I'm working on implementing that more. So I really have mastered my weight through my eating, you know, from my lifestyle pieces, but I love doing it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the part that everyone's missing from their weight loss is I have a motivation engine within me that is, loves this. Like I love it you know? And that's what I help my clients do. It's not enough just to know what you should do. You know, the main problem you have is that you can't get yourself to do it consistently, you know, and you're never working on that piece. You know, oh, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. No, you have to learn how to get yourself to do it. Cause you have no fucking clue. <laughs> you have no clue how to get yourself to do it. You don't know how to motivate yourself. You don't know how to change your habits. You have no idea about your self image. You have no idea how to deal with your emotions without food. You don't know how to think like a 10 person. You don't know how to maintain. You know, so it's like, what are you even doing? You know, like, so I, I don't know. So, so anyway, so, so it's like, yeah, it's an unusual approach for sure. Um, but it's one based, it's been built in the real world, you know, for sure. Um, eat before you go out. My family went out last night and I said I ate at home and had a drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's great minds think alike, right? Good solution. Um, let's see. Have you ever lost significant weight? Yep, lost 50 pounds. Um, do your lives go on YouTube? Yes, 
They do. Jim Katsoulis is my YouTube channel. Go check it out because yeah, my lives are streamed there. So you can watch them again afterwards. Um, I also record these and put these up as a podcast. So you can listen to the podcast, whatever podcast platform you may use. But the YouTube channel also has a couple. I'm going to put more up there, but I did some coaching calls with people. And I always love those because you can see what I'm talking about within context. It'll be more meaningful for you. Um, but it's interesting watching those too. But I put a lot of stuff up there as well, and I'm going to put even more. So yeah, check out the YouTube channel and subscribe on there. Um, do you believe we carry weight as a psychological means of protection? Yeah, sometimes, for sure. I mean, everyone's, everyone's reason is different, but what's the same is that you weigh what you want. Okay. Here's a, here's a little, a little check for you. Um, you know, an, an honesty check. You, you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. I know consciously you wish you'd lose weight. Subconsciously you weigh exactly what you want to weigh exactly to the pound. Um, you subconsciously want to weigh that weight right to the ounce. That's why you stay at the same weight, no matter what you try and do. Don't you find that a little odd? Your weight doesn't just keep going up and up and up and up and up, you know? It's, it's, it goes up to a point and then you stop thinking about it. It pretty much stays at the same point, pretty much. I mean, there's always little fluctuations, but it pretty much hovers around an anchor point for most people, you know? So how's that possible? You know, other than the fact that you want to weigh that. And so there's lots of reasons why psychological means of protection is a very common one for women being overweight. is one of the easiest ways they, they feel like they use to avoid attention to men. In order to feel safe, to, to, they feel nervous of men's attention. And so the weight they feel is a protection. That's a very common one, you know? But there's always some subconscious reason you want to weigh what you weigh. And you, so if you ever have any chance of losing the weight, you got to figure that one out. You know, you may have to be comfortable being thin and you're not. You may think, well, if I lose the weight, I'm going to have loose skin. I'm going to look shittier than I do now. You may think that. Well, that's going to prevent you from losing weight because you don't want to lose weight. You don't want to look shittier than you do now. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, now I, I, I know I'm not trying to, get you upset here. I'm trying to point out that you're, you're in control. You, you see, cause you're thinking like, Oh my God, all I want to do is lose weight. And I can't lose weight. No, you don't want to lose weight. You want to weigh what you weigh. And, um, so, so you're, you're, you got the power. You're the one in control, you know? And so I want you to take that power back and realize you got that power, you know? And, um, if you want to weigh something different, you got to get congruent with it. You know, maybe you think it's just too hard and it's so difficult that you don't want to do it. Maybe you think you'll lose the weight and put it back on. So you want to save yourself from that disappointment. You know, but there's always some subconscious reason why you got the extra weight on you, you know, always. Um, same, I hold on to you tight. Yep. Do you think grief has an impact on weight going off what? Um, I didn't see him sparkle. Let me see that. Not, I feel like I missed that comment because I hear you, I see you all responding to it. I don't, I'm not getting that. I don't know what she said or they said. I wish I saw that. Um, The podcast name is Program Yourself Then. Um, oh, oh, I see. I was a psychologist. Okay, I got it. I just answered that question. <laughs> Sorry, I messed up that. Do you think grief has an impact on weight? Yeah, I think grief has an impact on weight because, again, a lot of people, especially, well, in America, you know, but <laughs> Vicky, I don't know if she's Vicky still here, but Vicky's from London and um, she says, hey, you know, London's the same way. But a lot of, a lot of, I guess we'll say, I hate that word first world country, but, but it's like, whatever, um, wealthier countries, with a lot of advertising. Okay. A lot of times what happens is we're, we're conditioned through all the advertisements to associate emotions to food. And so there's a lot of emotional eating going on. And so for a lot of people, the food is the main way that they manage their emotions. You know what I mean? It's the main strategy they use to manage emotions is through eating, you know? And so if you have a lot of grief, 
one of the easiest ways to take a break from that grief is to eat, stuff your face with stuff, you know, because food has, especially processed foods, processed foods, they give you a burst of pleasure. You know, I mean, like it is physically pleasurable, like a drug, you know, and it's an activity that takes your mind off of whatever horrible things may be going on in your life. The stresses, the overwhelms, the grief, whatever. Definitely. Um, I feel it. That's why I get in my program, the mindset piece, the, the emotion piece is the, the, one of the core components. Do you know how to feel emotions that you want to feel? Do you know how to deal with the worst emotions that you're feeling? Cause I can tell you for me, like when my dad died, my mom was, was a, a rock. I mean, she's an amazing woman. However, emotionally, she didn't have the tools to deal with that situation. And so she did the best she could. And she says it now. She says, I just wanted you guys to be happy. Didn't want you to be upset. Sounds fine, but it, that messes you up because you got all this, this, I mean, the most traumatic, horrible thing in my life. And, and on top of that, it, there was other traumas bookending it all over the place. And so I had no ability to deal with all this emotion in me. And so what do I did for 10 years? Well, I, I kind of ate and <laughs> tried playing basketball a lot to ignore it. And then I got to drinking, right? I turned 13 years old. I started drinking and, um, I used the, I used the alcohol as a way to numb those emotions. I watched eight hours of TV every day. You know, I didn't know how to deal with these awful emotions that I was feeling. And it wasn't until, you know, I started meditating, doing yoga really. And I started sitting with these emotions and that was the beginning, um, of me getting this mastery. So again, the point I'm trying to make is that weight loss never just happens. Weight loss is a symptom of a deeper problem. Okay. And, um, and, and, and I don't want to make it sound like there's always trauma behind it. It's not always trauma, but there's always some sort of subconscious programming or subconscious challenges and issues that need to be resolved that are causing the weight issues in the first place. Okay. And so for me, it was the ability to sit with all these awful emotions that I didn't know how to face. And because I didn't know how to deal with them, I ran away from them in, in all different ways, food, alcohol, you know, dangerous behaviors. And so, um, it wasn't until I could sit and be present with these emotions and, and face them that I really feel like I got on a new path that, that brought me in there. And one of the benefits of that was weight mastery, you know, but there was a, a lot of benefits from it as you can imagine, you know, um, what's your podcast? Yeah, I understand the right program yourself. Then, um, the coaching calls are recorded. Is it on podcast as well? I don't think, I don't know actually if it is, I don't think the pod, the coaching calls are on the podcast. I'm not sure. But if you search on YouTube, one of them is Shay, C-H-E-Z, and the other one is Carrie, K-A-R-I. Really interesting. I, I think they're, I, I thought they were great. They're pretty, pretty profound. Um, it's so true subconsciously. I keep going back to the same equilibrium of 180 pounds. Yeah, I dropped 40 pounds once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, they always say like, oh, that weight set point thing, you know, and people always think, oh, it's a mental thing. Is it my genetics and my hormones? No, it's your self-image. It's how you think of yourself. And if you've struggled, like if you've been 180 pounds for 80%, 90% of your life, you know, as an adult, then that's how you think of yourself. That's how you're comfortable in the world. You don't like it, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable as that version of yourself. This is how you interact with your friends. This is how you live in the world. And so believe it, all of a sudden you lose the weight. You're a different person and it's scary. I, and I know you don't believe me because it's just, it's just not something you ever think about, but as someone who works with people to help them master their weight, this comes up every single call because everyone's lost some weight at some point. Well, what happened when you lost the weight? What, what went on? Why don't you stay there? I didn't feel like myself. Yeah, exactly. Cause you didn't prepare. No one's preparing to live as a thin person. You're just trying to lose weight. Let me put it a different way. You have the mindset of a dieter, someone who's overweight, who's always thinking about losing weight. That's your mindset. 
Oh, that's cool. I, I did that just as that came up. That was cool. Um, and so what, what the process is, is not you going on another fucking diet and doing the same shit you always do <laughs> with the same mindset because you're going to get the same result. The, the thing you have to do is you have to transform your mindset. You have to work at starting to think of yourself as a thin, healthy person. That's what I had to do. I grew up in the Greek environment in America. So I followed the standard American diet, the sad diet, and I was Greek on top of it. So everything was food. My dad was an eater in a very positive, <laughs> that's a very positive term. People, oh, you love food. He was an eater. That guy was an eater. Even after he died of a heart attack and left two kids and a wife. Oh, he was such an eater. He loved, you know, it's like, oh man, that guy was a heroin addict. Oh, he loved his heroin. Oh, you know, and it's like, it makes me nuts. You know, it's like this food is killing us. You know, I don't want to get all dramatic on you, but it's like we there's so much money made off of you being overweight and unhealthy that you can't even get a clear, you know, picture of this whole thing. You know, and I do this because I want you to live longer and live a healthy, happy life. I don't give a shit if you wear a bathing suit to the beach this summer. I want you to like I have fun with that. That's fun, too. I'm joking. But but there's so much more than that, you know, and it's like it makes me crazy. Slowly getting back to 180. Yeah, yeah. The 180 because you, you think of yourself as a 180 pound person. That's why. You know, subconsciously, how many calories should I subtract from my TDE to order to lose weight? I'll tell you, I, I go at that at a different angle because you're just, you're not tracking your calories right anyways. You know what I mean? Like calories is just, an, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you calorie in, calorie out and you get real specific with it. You, you'll get fast, good results if that's your personality. But I'm way more, I don't like tracking stuff. I don't have that brain. Um, I get too distracted and I just, I don't want to do that. So what I like to do is, as I would suggest this to you, that's why I suggest to my clients that pay me a lot of money is focus on the one habit that's the worst habit you have and focus on fixing that, reducing it and then eliminating it and then work on the next habit. Okay. It's a lot easier. I don't give a shit about all the calories, you know, find the, find the habit that you think is most responsible for the extra weight and go to work on fixing that. That I think that's going to serve you better, you know, because <laughs> it's like, you're always, you're always approaching your weight loss consciously. You're consciously trying to micromanage all your calories and it's, you're not built like that. You're not built to micromanage everything. You're built to live your life on autopilot. You're not built to, Oh, what am I eating? Oh, let me, let me measure my food. Oh, how many calories your brain? Is, there's no fucking clue. You never evolved counting calories. You, you evolved in a food scarce environment. <laughs> you have no intuitive sense of calories and measuring food and, and micromanaging it. It's weird. You know, so what you want to do is you want to look at your habits. That's what I suggest anyways, but you know, or get to do what they want. I think my whole life I self-sabotage. I'm afraid to step into the best version of myself. Yeah, I think so too. How do I embrace change? Yeah, great questions. Th those are great questions, M. Sparkle. And that's why I say like in my program, it, the first part is motivation, right? You got, you got to motivate yourself. And so once you get motivated, you're genuinely motivated. The, the program really starts with your self-image, how you think about yourself. And that's what my whole approach to weight mastery is based around. It's you becoming the best version of yourself. It's a lifelong process and a fun one at that. But it's not just losing weight and think you're going to be a different person because you're not. And so it's about becoming the best version of yourself. And along the way, you also lose the weight. But you, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, you self-sabotage. You're afraid to step into the best version of yourself because you don't know what the best version of yourself is. And when you think about it, it just feels overwhelming because you're just thinking about It's like people always say like, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you think about losing 50 pounds, you feel overwhelmed and then you just want to disappear because it feels so overwhelming to you. You freak out and you just stop thinking about it, but you keep looping through it. Oh, I just want to lose 50 pounds, 50 pounds. You don't want to lose five pounds. <laughs> you can lose 50 pounds. You know what I mean? Like you're starting so big. Hey, great. Have an ultimate goal of 50 pounds, but how about your first initial goal is five pounds? Let's see if you can do that. 
You know what I mean? And that's a smarter way anyways, because you're so, you're making the goal so big. It's too big for your brain to comprehend. And so you freak out. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I equate losing weight with a male gaze. Oh man. I just, there's a lot of comments. I'm going to blast through these real quick. I want to catch up with you all. Um, with the male gaze and it makes me not want it. Yeah. A lot of women have to deal with that, especially if any, any assaults or traumas in the past involving that, that's something you've got to recognize is, is holding you back. And, but you can deal with it. That's what I'm, I want you to realize. I say all this stuff, not cause I'm being an asshole. I'm saying, it cause I'm trying to point out the things that are stopping you and you have the power to change. That, that's the key part of this whole thing. Um, so yeah, stress for me. I will not eat anything. I will not eat nothing and literally eat till I'm sick, but I'm afraid I'm not strong enough to change. Um, been to rehab, quit drugs, but traded for food because you can't be completely abstinent of food. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's why I say like the, the weight mastery is really a managed addiction. It, it's a unique place. I don't know what else is like that really, you know, but it really is. That's why, again, that's a, that's a personal thing where I am good at this because I'm good at, I'm good at like the gray areas. You, you know what I mean? Like I remember I was doing yoga when I was really, really into yoga. I also drank wine, you know, and I remember them finding that out and beers back then, you know? And so, um, I remember them finding out like, oh my God, you do yoga and then you, you drink too. It very kind of like judgmentally. And I was like, would you like me to like, you know, drink and not do yoga? <laughs> you know, But it's like, you know, it's like with the food. So, so I was like, that's a space, you know, but it, it's an unusual, listen, America 2023 is not, <laughs> we're not very good at nuance. You know what I mean? We're one or the other. It's just like, you know what I mean? And so nuance is definitely something you have to work on and develop. Um, but, you know, listen, M Sparkle, you're really, you're hitting, you're getting it. You know what I mean? Like, like I can see the way you're thinking about this stuff that you're on the right path. You know, let, let me put it that way. Um, but yeah, the not eating and then overeating. That's the common one too. I quit drinking and turned to food. Yeah, it's hard. Hey, sober Sarah. Yep. I remember talking to you the other day. Oh, it all goes back to the same thing. Yeah. 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 Subscribe to your YouTube. Thanks. I'm Sparkle. I appreciate that. Um, it's so hard. I always say it's better than drinking, but it's just different. Yeah. Cause I don't use food in moderation like normal people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so, you know, you know this more than anyone, right? But the, the alcoholics have that phrase dry drunk, you know, people that just quit the drinking, but they never deal with the the deeper reasons that cause the drinking in the first place. Right. And that's what most people are doing the weight loss. You know, they're just trying to like, again, diets are really just like a just say no to food. You know, I mean, we know just say no to drugs doesn't work. Right. I don't, did they ever do a just say no to alcohol? One? You know, it's like, you know, that shit doesn't work. There's a deeper problem here. You know what I mean? We get, need to resolve. And that's how it is with the weight loss. You know what I mean? Like you think it, you, you, what do you think it is? Do you think it's because you don't have a meal plan? Do you think it's because you don't have a diet and you don't know what to do to lose weight? Is that what you think? <laughs> like, oh my God. You, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way, dude. You, if you were a computer, like if you were a robot, think about it this way. If you were a robot, you could just type in what you're going to eat all day and then you would just eat it. Would you have any problem losing weight? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you've got to clarify the problem here. And it's not that you don't know what to do. So stop looking for another diet. That, that's not even your problem. Problem is you have no clue how to run your mindset. You have no clue how to run between your head. You know, you don't even know how to motivate yourself. You know, you don't even want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You know, you wish you'd wake up tomorrow motivated and losing weight, but you don't want to, right? You don't want to, how much action you want to take and how much effort you want to actually do to actually lose weight. You think about it all the time. That's not wanting to lose weight. You know, there's such a difference. People say, oh, well, I decided to lose weight. You haven't decided to do shit until you commit to it. And you're not committed to losing weight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let's start a diet tomorrow. That, that's like the lowest level of commitment. You know, that's why my program is expensive. It's like, you're going to do this. You're going to do it. You know, my program is like college. You know, it's like, if you're going to do this. You, you've got to be committed because it's fucking hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyone out there say, oh, this is the easy weight loss. Oh, they're going to do this and lose 30 pounds. I mean, what the, how old are you, man? How are you going to keep believing this shit? 
How are you going to believe there's some magical, oh, Zempic, I'm going to take Ozempic, I'm going to take type 2 diabetes medicine, I'll lose weight that way. Do you know the reality of that? Because I have some clients on that shit. They're sick all day. They're nauseous all day long. Okay? <laughs> you know, that's how they're not eating. They feel like they're going to throw up all day. They feel nauseous. You know that nauseous feeling? Oh, imagine feeling all day, randomly. Eat something, oh, I guess that didn't agree with me. Oh, this was fine last week. Oh, now I feel sick. That, you want a lifetime of that? Because you, you know, you're so desperate to lose weight. And it's because you won't commit to mastering your weight. You're so obsessed with finding shortcuts, obsessed with the diet shortcuts. You know, we get what we get. You know what I mean? You get what you pay for. <laughs> Don't be a sound like a dick. Don't use food in moderation. What is the best way to start programming ourselves to our goal weight? Yeah, the best way to program yourself really is to, I mean, I'm simplifying because there's more to it. You know what I mean? But it's, it's really is, is imagining yourself as a thin person, but not just imagining. It's that law of attraction bullshit where you, you can't just imagine yourself thin. You can imagine yourself thin, connect to it, but it's imagining yourself thin each and every day. It's looking back at the mistakes you made and saying, okay, what, this is my redo tech. So my program yourself thin technique is really a redo and rehearsal technique. This is the core of the whole program. And you use this every night, but you look back at your day and you're like, what could I have done better? What's one thing I would have liked to have done better? And you program yourself to have done that one better. So you learn from your mistakes within the context with which they happen. Again, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's like, I don't know, program. I've spent 30 years learning. I don't know. Like, how do you start programming yourself? Well, I guess listen to my session. So I'll say that go, if you're listening to this and you haven't done this yet, go to my bio, um, there's a link there. I'll give you a free hypnosis session, a free custom hypnosis session and listen to it, you know? And then on top of that, once you, once you log in, it takes it like 10 minutes or whatever to send it to you. There's a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that. It's 30 minutes. It, again, let me give you a, a different understanding. Okay. A different kind of path that you can walk. And it, it's more laid out than this. So here I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but go watch that. And then every day I email you coaching and support, you know? So it's like, I'm here for you. All right. But I can't explain that whole thing right now. And then get my program. I mean, you, you, if you're even remotely serious about mastering weight, you should get my program. And that's, that's the, that's a big one. Man. Uh. I'm also scared of the comments after weight loss. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hello, Sean. That, that's exactly it. I said, no, I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, bum, bum. I also sabotage myself as I get close to my goal. Not on purpose. Yeah, of course. You don't do it on purpose. You do it because subconsciously you're scared to shit of being that person. It's it's an unknown. Do you see what I'm saying? Like people say, oh, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. When you keep saying, I want to lose weight, you're referencing your overweight self. Okay. You are, you can't not think like a dieter. You, you've been struggling with weight loss for so long. You think like a dieter. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. All of that is about you not being who you are. And so never in that process are you defining, cultivating, working on being the person you want to be. And so as you get closer to that weight loss goal, it gets more and more terrifying because now you're not going to be able to be obsessed with weight all the time anymore. You're not going to be saying, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight because you lost the weight. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Because you're spending 80% of your day just thinking about weight loss and I should eat better. I got to lose weight. I hate this. And da, da, da. What do you do when that's gone? You, you weigh what you want. Now all that thought's gone. It, it freaks you out. You're scared because nature abhors a vacuum. Your mind abhors a vacuum. And the idea of being thin and healthy is a vacuum to you. You have no idea what it means. And it scares the shit out of you because you don't know that. That's why you have to practice developing that version of you, that who you are. That's why. Okay. It's hard doing it by myself when everyone else is in my house, eats what they want. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's why you need a lot of motivation a lot of times. You know, I did that. My mom, I mean, no one, when I started this, I mean, I had my, my wife at the time was my girlfriend. I wasn't living with her. So I was living in a house, all the bullshit food, you know, so I know exactly what you mean and Greek culture. And not only did, was there all that food around, but on top of it, I was getting not only not, not support short of my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife, but literally people were, they were sad, look sick. 
They were saying, what's wrong with me? Am I in a cult? Am I a health nut? All, all negative stuff, you know? So it's like, I get it. And yeah, that's your situation. And so now you got to decide, am I going to let them control my weight or am I going to take control of my weight? You know, and I'm making it sound easier than it is because it wasn't that easy for me, but I consistently just kept on pushing and we all have our challenges. Okay. But I get it. It is hard. Um, thank you for your passion and thoughts. This has been very eye opening. I'm glad Sherry. I'm glad. What do you suggest to do if you disassociate a lot? Um, I would practice associating more. I mean, disassociating and, and associating are just skills. You know, I use them all the time as a hypnotist. I associate people in and I disassociate them. Everyone can do it. Um, people just don't do it because you've learned to disassociate. And so now you just do it automatically. So you think that's all you can do, but you can associate as well. Been fat my whole life. That's a big habit. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's extra hard. If you've been fat your whole life, you've never been thin. That's an extra challenge for you for sure. Yeah. And then you absolutely need to work on the self-image piece right from the get-go, you know, and it's a longer path for you. Yeah, it's harder, you know, because again, you're looking to step into the abyss, you know, this idea that you're just going to lose weight. You don't want to lose weight because you, you want to be what you know, you know, so you want to slowly evolve and turn yourself into the person you want to be, you know, it's not about being even just a thin person. I, I can't explain that enough to you because being a thin person doesn't mean shit to you anyways. What you want to be is, um, M sparkle. Let's just say your name's M I'm going to assume, um, you want to be the best kick-ass version of M you can be. That goal is way more motivating that you want to get there. If it's just about a number and a scale, a lot of times we want to get there because they say, is that that goal gets closer? So let's say you want to lose 50 pounds and you've lost 45. As you get the 45 pounds down, you got five pounds to go. You're like, huh, I'm 45 pounds lighter. And well, you know, I still got fucking negative days. Oh, I'm still depressed sometimes. Oh, I'm still getting angry. I'm still depressed. I still feel like I look like shit. I still don't feel good about myself. I'm still having confidence. And you're like, what? Oh no. Cause now it's like, oh my God, I get to the goal and it's like, um, I thought everything was going to be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of factors, but, but those are a couple of the big ones. What's the first step in a program myself and actually seeing change? Hmm. The first step in a program myself and actually seeing change. Okay. I'm going to answer this in a way you're not going to like, but I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not here to bullshit you guys. Okay. So I'm just going to be honest. Um, the first step in a program myself is to imagine yourself. So I guess the first step you could do, cause you don't know how to do it is, is go get my hypnosis session and listen to that. Okay. And that's the first step because that will allow you to relax, use your imagination and start seeing yourself and thinking yourself as the person you want to be. Okay. Um, actually seeing change, you know, you have to change your behavior, you know, so you can listen to hypnosis sessions. You can program your mind all day long, but until you start making changes in your behavior, specifically what you're eating, then, then you won't see change. You know, I'm assuming you're talking about weight. Um, so yeah, so you need to make some change in your eating, you know? Um, love that. Thank you. I'm so black and white. My mom always says, learn to live in the gray. Yeah. Black and white thinking all or nothing, especially with weight loss is the kiss of death. You know, it really is. Say this is possible and this is possible, not or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm also scared of the extra skin. Sounds crazy, but I am. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. That's one of the most common ones. I would say number one is I'm, I'm scared of men's attention. And number two for women is I'm scared of the loose skin, you know? And so that, that, keeps you which by the way let me just say if you're scared of the loose skin fine but then say don't be scared anymore say you know what i don't want loose skin i'm worried about it and i don't want to lose weight because i'm gonna have loose skin and i'm worried about that so i'm just gonna stay at the weight i'm at you know what i mean i always say like most people with their weight loss again i, I like i said you don't want to lose weight you think about it all the time but you don't want to do it you're kind of on the fence it's called the ambivalence and so it's like oh i want to lose weight and you're like yeah, i don't no i don't i want to lose weight i'm nah, worried about the skin i want to lose weight that's nah, kind of hard i want to lose weight nah, i don't think it's gonna work 
you know, and you're just wobbling back and forth all day long, you know? And so I always say the most uncomfortable place to sit on the fence, right? And so what you want to do is get one on side or the other. Yeah, you know, that's what I always help do. The people don't work with me and I'm private privately. I got like a group program now. It's, um, it's a different setup, but when I work with people privately, um, it's a big investment. And so it's like, I make sure they're really committed, you know? And, um, you know, they, they have to be congruent and really want to do this because it's hard, you know, it's like going to college. Like you gotta kind of go ca casually just join college and go to, through college. No way. <laughs> it's a way too much work, you know, and this is the same thing. You know, you really got to be committed, you know? Ah, uh, yes. So glad to have found you. This resonates. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad because yeah, it's a whole different way, right? I'm always diet seeking. Yeah, of course. It's like an addiction. That's an addiction. Right? Always looking for a diet because each diet just represents, it's just a, it's, it's, it's just a opportunity to imagine it, it's a, okay. I'll just say it. it in sales. We used to do this term, but it's mental masturbation. You know, it's just like, Oh, I'm going to do gonna be an amazing diet. Oh, maybe I'll get some of pick and then I'll lose the weight. And so that's what, that's what you're doing though. Like most people are just like in the fantasy land of like, oh, I wish I'd lose weight. And, and you're addicted to it. You know what I mean? Like it's, that, that's why I'm going to say you want to really lose weight because it's like, that's like the main grist for the mill. I mean, again, I've had this conversation with so many people about how, what percentage of the day are you thinking about your weight or food or losing weight? You know, and, and I don't, I say that because that's your life. Let me bring it back to seriousness for a second. This is your life. And so, Hey, never mind the physical effects, which maybe you're heading down the path to type two diabetes. Maybe you're heading down the path to cardiovascular disease. Maybe you're heading down the path of dying earlier than you need to three to seven years. Um, but that's only one part of it. The bigger part to me is the mindset piece, right? Maybe you're spending all of your adult life thinking about losing weight you're going to be fucking pissed, man. You're going to get older and you're going to look back at your life and be like, I cannot believe this is what I wasted all this time on. Feeling bad about myself, wishing I'd lose weight, worrying I'd lose weight, thinking about diets and food and never doing it. You know, I'm telling you, it's, it's I, I know this, you know? And again, so you're always chasing the shortcut, always chasing the shortcut, you know? I had to forgive myself for my eating habits because food in America has addictive ingredients. Yeah, yeah, you should absolutely forgive yourself. Everyone here should forgive yourself. None of this shit's your fault. You've been hypnotized and programmed by all the companies. I'll say this because I say it all the time and it's an eye opener. But like you don't have any place to look. Obviously, the food companies want you to eat all the food. We know that. But the diets that you rely on, that you keep looking for, most of them are owned by big food companies anyways. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Did you know Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? Do you know that... Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Unilever. Did you know that the company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Do you really think they want you to stop eating their bullshit food and eat less food? I don't, you know? I think they make a lot of money off their diets, and I think they make money off of you both ways because one of the best ways to get you to eat more food, it's called the what-the-hell effect, the counter-regulatory effect, is to have you restrict your calories crazy because it gets you obsessed with food, and then you come back and eat more food. So, hmm, I wonder if that's what the diet companies like to push these shitty diets for. I don't know. And then there's the medical establishment, <laughs> you know, and again, I, I love medicine as much as the next person, but it's a system built on treating the symptom, not on finding the cure. They make a lot of money off of selling you insulin and all the other shit that they're treating because of your weight related issues, you know? So, you know, you go to the doctor, I just did, I did a live today and you walk in the doctor's hundred pounds overweight, type two diet, pre-diabetic. Pre yeah, you should lose some weight. Oh, thanks doc. Thanks, Doc. Can you? Is there any more insight? Can can you give me a fucking pamphlet? I mean, is there something? Can you help me out, Doc? No, they can't help you out because most doctors get like ten hours of nutrition training in their thing. It's just again, I'm not blaming them. It's a system. 
You know what I mean? It's a system that makes a lot of money off of that. And so, yeah, where do you turn? Jillian Michaels yell at you to feel shit about yourself so you're not fat? That seems terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you turn. You know, you turn to me though. I'm here for you. Okay. Um, could you speak about routines? What would you recommend as a morning nighttime routine? Yeah, that's great. I love routines. My whole life's routines. I love, love them because that's what your subconscious mind loves, loves routines, loves patterns. So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them, but I'll tell you my program. One of the routines I, I create for people, it's a hypnotic, uh, weight loss cocoon, but every morning you wake up, there's a five minute hypnosis session you listen to. And at night there's a sleep nosis session, a 10 minute one you listen to. That's a nice way. That's a nice routine. Um, but for me, I mean, I got all the routines, the lifestyle routines, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. So those are routines I have in my life. You know, I drink a certain amount of water every day. I get eight to nine hours of sleep opportunity every day. Um, I relax every single day. I do proper breathing. I meditate every day and nourish my body every day. <laughs> so those are the routines that I would suggest. Um, you have to let go of addictive ingredients. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you do. The, le the less addictive ingredients you consume, the less you have to worry about that. Is it never too late? Could your dad have changed before he passed if he had this approach? Yeah, I always think that. I was, I was like, I got a book that I kind of started, I think about, but I, I call it Saving My Father because I always think my whole life is like a response to that in some ways, you know? And um, it's like me just wanting to help him. Um, would it have helped him change? I don't know. I, I will tell you, there's always a weird thing like, like if I work with people I know or family, there's something weird gets in the way, you know? Um, that's a good question. I, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. If, if he was just a person I didn't know, like a client and genuinely wanted to lose weight, you know, and um, took it on. But guys are kind of stupid anyways, to be honest. I read this study where like um, it was a bunch of men that had had heart um, surgery, various heart surgeries. So they had heart disease, major heart disease. And they tracked them to see how many of them changed their lifestyle. And it was around like 20%. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't know why I, I, I find this a lot with guys. <laughs> They're just kind of like thick, thick in the head, I, you know, because it's like the cardiovascular disease alone. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> so I, I, that's a good question. I like to think that, but I, I don't really know. You know, um, have lost 26 kilograms for probably the fifth time in my life trying to change mindset. Good, good, good. Start working on the mindset. I mean, it's one of those things like once you realize it's all mindset based and you start focusing on fixing that, at least you're in the game now, you know, it's better than just think, oh, I'm just going to lose the weight. It's going to stay off, you know? Oh my God, I was going to try to take Ozempic, but really I'm feeling avoidant. Oh my God, I'm just getting it. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sparkle, this is funny. You're on that, right? So it's like, yeah, it's just... um. That's how it is. I mean, the Ozempic thing, you know, people, cause what is it, right? It's just, oh, 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 finally, you know, you know, and it's just, you live in this dream world, you know, and they, but you look back and like, oh shit, decades are just stacking up. You know, you're, you're, now I'm 40, now I'm 50, I'm 60. Oh shit. I have lots of conversations with people in their sixties and seventies. It's like, oh, I just want to figure this out. This, you know, the whole thing. So it's like, there's no age you get to where you just figure it out just cause it get to an age, you know, it's what point are you going to do the work to fix your mindset, to get yourself to be, you know, the, the, the thin, healthy, happy, best version of yourself you can be you know that that's the question it's never it's too late to change though no it's definitely not too ever it's never too late to change no definitely definitely so i mean thank you you're welcome you're welcome all my life i tried looking let's see that all my life i tried losing weight but get there and fail again yeah i know i mean think about this just even on a, on a technical level it's like i just want to lose weight i just want to lose, lose weight i just want to lose weight i just want to lose weight and you're so obsessed with weight loss losing weight but what do you do when you get to the final goal that's another thing too. It's like at first, you know, you got all the dopamine and 
the enjoyment of the food that you eat. And then you're going to get rid of that. And what do you replace it with? The enjoyment of the weight loss, you know? So you replace the enjoyment of the food for the enjoyment of watching that scale go down each time. But eventually the scale gets to that point. And you're like, well, shit, where am I going to get my enjoyment now? Well, where's my excitement now? Then you're fucked. <laughs> you got to, oh, oh, oh. Uh, next thing you know, you're just eating again. Oh, why am I doing this? Oh shit. What am I doing? Oh no, I don't. Oh no, I'm ruining everything. Oh God. You know what I mean? It sucks, but it's good. You never, ever, never once did you work on even this, right? So let me give you this, that your goal, you don't want to lose weight. Okay. So stop saying that you're focusing yourself on losing weight. That's a dieter mindset. You want to lose the weight to get to your goal weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's how a thin person thinks. Okay. So you should write that down and look at it every day because once you orient your mind to that goal, I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life at that weight on near autopilot. You set your subconscious mind to make that a reality. Okay. And right now you're not thinking that you're just telling yourself over and over and over again, that you just want to lose weight. Okay. And that's why you keep, that's one of the reasons why you keep getting that struggle. That makes me feel better about doing the journey. The practice just helps you get comfortable and acclimated with a better you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You get that. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and it helps you with all that stuff. Like, again, even the drugs, you know, like the drugs, it's like, oh, I have to get off my, I have to get off. But it's like, in that process, you became a better version of yourself because you learned how to live your life. In, in the times you used to be doing drugs, you now do something else. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not about, oh, I stopped doing drugs. That's not why you're not doing drugs anymore. You're not doing drugs anymore because you're doing something else in that time. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but everything about weight loss, people are like, oh, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing that. And you're creating a vacuum. You're taking choices away. You're taking strategies away and you're creating a vacuum of behavior and thought. Okay. So what? So what if you wake up tomorrow and you're at your goal weight? Like, what are you going to think about all day? You don't realize how addicted you are to thinking about weight loss. You know, why does hypnosis have a negative connotation? I don't know. I always considered it somewhat witchcraft. No, it's fair enough. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get my conspiracy stuff with it because, you know, you know, hypnosis used to be used by doctors in the medical establishment before there was anesthesia. They used hypnosis all the time for anesthesia. And then they came up with chemical anesthesia and then they started demonizing hypnosis. They used hypnosis. There's a documentary on YouTube. I'm blanking on the name of it now, but it was World War II soldiers that PTSD and they're using hypnosis on them. It was going crazy. And so I don't know, is it because all the medicines started coming out and, and they wanted to demonize the hypnosis? I don't know. Um, but certainly, yeah, they make hypnosis looks goofy. You know, these stage shows make it look like goofy stuff. And then they overstate it as well. So yeah, it's annoying. But I will tell you this, that they've tried to define hypnosis as a state of being in a trance. But really what hypnosis is, is a process. It's the process of influencing your subconscious mind, which you better fucking learn because your entire life is dictated by your subconscious mind. You know, now in some areas of your life, you got good programming. And so you're on the right track. Other areas, you got shitty programming. That's why you're on the wrong track. That's why I work with people that are successful in one area of their life and they are fucked up with weight loss. And it's like, they don't know how to do it. So it's not, it's not a matter of ability. It's literally hypnosis that they're utilizing their, their focus, their motivation, their action taking in one, <laughs> I like that at, um, they're utilizing all those skills in one context and the other context, they're not using any of them. So what sense does that make to you logically? None, right? But it makes a lot of sense hypnotically because most of our behavior is contextually driven, you know, because you're not binging all day long. You're binging in unique situations at certain times and certain locations with certain people around or with no people around when you're alone and based on your moods, you know, so there's very specific patterns that are running. Your subconscious mind is very sequential, like a computer. And so there's very specific programs that are running that are dictating your behaviors and ultimately your weight. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, there's nothing 
you're in hypnosis, by the way, you're in hypnosis every time you watch a TV show or a movie. When you're just sitting there kind of passively, what are you doing? You're having an experience inside of you of whatever you're watching. If it's sports, you're, you're, you're releasing adrenaline. You're kind of excited, you know, like this. You're watching some romance or some nature show. You're kind of relaxed. So it's like, that's hypnosis. That simple. Oh my God, yes. Also my psych meds, I want off, but I've been on for so long. Can I just be with just me? Yeah, sure. But can I be with just me? See, again, that's scary for people because people think, well, I just am what I am. And I know that's not true. You're what you want to be. You know what I mean? That, that's the biggest part of program yourself then is that you get to, again, that's why I say it's weight loss wrapped in personal development. It's about personal development, becoming the best version of you. The best version of you, you'll articulate what that is now, but then a year on that path, you're going to articulate a clearer, more expanded version of it. You see? So it's a process of creation. It's not just a process of, oh, let me just be who I am. Because who you are is always being created. You know? A lot of people don't feel that way because they're just running their old subconscious patterns. You know? But at the end of the day, if you know how to program your subconscious mind, you create who you're going to be. And it's, you don't have to scare yourself. You become the person that you want to be that feels the most, the best, you know, again, you feel scared of it because you feel like you have no control over it. You know, um, I have to do all the stuff they were telling me we would actually make me life better. <laughs> I get anxiety. It won't be perfect. It can happen by tomorrow. I practice living in the gray area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be perfect. That's a whole other thing. The perfection. That's one of the biggest things. Everyone in my program is a perfectionist. You know, I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's a huge part of your success is dealing with that. Because that perfectionist is one of the biggest traps there is. You know, why is it difficult to work with family? Uh, um, Because I, there's just those, those relationships, right? It's like, yeah, it just, I don't know, confused. It's easier working with people you don't have that with. Because they know you're in a different context anyways. That goes back to what I was just saying. What do you recommend when you get to the goal weight? Um, I don't remember, I don't recommend shit when you get to the goal weight, you know, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like for me, I made the weight loss secondary. I know this may sound strange, but for me, it was about becoming a different version of myself. So I started doing a lot of yoga. I started meditating. I started journaling. I started just doing a lot of inner work. Um, and I was hypnotizing, I was programming myself. Who do I want to be? You know, what's the best version of me? And I started reading a lot, just always growing and evolving. And my eating started improving. I started changing, you know, all this stuff up. I started getting thinner. And then I'll say, you know, I was at my goal weight, but it was, Listen, getting your goal weight when you do it this way, it's almost anticlimactic because it's really the start of the process where you say, you know what? I want to be this version of me, you know, that I want to be this. And, and I got on that and that's who I was. And it just kept being a better version. It's fun losing the weight. Don't get me wrong. It was fun getting into that. But um, you, you want to you want to way start that process of becoming the person you want to be way before you get to the goal weight, is my opinion. You know, because you're just going to wait to the goal weight and you're like, oh, what do I do now? It's kind of too late, you know, but if you're there and that's your situation now, then again, I would suggest the same thing. You know, who do you want to be? Okay, so what? So you lost weight. The point is you want to be a person who maintains that weight forever. You know, that's the key. Um, once you get there, how do you feel fulfilled? Yeah, that's what you hear what I'm saying. Like, like it's, it's you, you fulfill yourself now. You're, you're overweight because you're not fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like you're empty emotionally, most likely. You're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. And you're using the food to deal with all that. And so if you realize that, again, the weight's a symptom of a deeper problem. And so when you go to work on the deeper problem, and again, you don't even have a paradigm for this because the whole medical industry is about treating the symptoms. So that's the paradigm you think about fixing things with. And so with your weight, you're just thinking, oh, I'm just going to lose the weight. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna, that's not going to fix stuff. You know, the weight's a means to an end. It's like money, you know? And so it's like, I always say this, it's like, oh, you think just because you have a lot of money, you're, you're just going to be happy and feel good about yourself? Well, what if the way you make your money is you rob senior citizens? You feel good about yourself? Or you feel like a piece of shit. It's like, yeah, I got money, but oh God. And so it's like when you diet, 
know what I mean? You starve yourself to lose weight and you get to that goal weight. What do you think? You're just amazing. You feel incredible. You don't. You feel like, oh God. That's one of the one of the sessions, the programming sessions I was talking about was um was uh, a woman who had had fasted and um, been doing keto for eight weeks and she lost almost 20 pounds. And so how would you feel if you'd lost 20 pounds, eight weeks, you've been on a plan, been doing great and you're 20 pounds down, right? You think, Oh, I feel great. No, she was nervous as shit. She's like, I don't know if I'm able to maintain this. I'm worried, scared. Right. So there's no good feelings. There is just more fear. And that's everyone's path of weight loss. It's just littered with anxiety and stress and a lack of confidence and whatever. That's the problem. That's the problem. You got to fix at the beginning. That's what's keeping the weight on, you know? So anyways, hope that makes sense. Once you get there, how do you feel fulfilled and not want to lose more? Yeah, again, lose more. You know, I always suggest to people the goal weight. How are you deciding your goal weight? Here's just, you know, this all just points out that you've got like, I don't say this to be a jerk, but I just wanted to point out that you have no sense of how to, how to manage your weight, how to lose weight, you know? For all the time and energy you've spent thinking about losing weight, you really have not learned a lot, you know? Um, how do you even choose the right goal weight? How are you choosing your weight? Yeah. What, what you weigh when you're 18? What you weigh when you got married? Yeah. BMI. How are you choosing your goal weight? You don't even know. <laughs> you know? And I can always guarantee it's a weight that's too low. What's well, too low? Um, you don't want to live that way. Okay. Cause a lot of people choose their weight. Like it's, it lives in a vacuum. I just want to weigh this way. Okay. Well, remember, let's not forget. You got to live a certain way and eat a certain way to achieve that weight. You know, I want to, I want to weigh this. If I can't weigh this, that's what I want to weigh. Okay. Well, you got to eat carrots and drink water all day to weigh that. Well, do you want to do that? No. Well, what do you want to weigh then? I want to weigh that. <laughs> okay. Do what you want, but you got to take it into account. What do you want to weigh? And what do you want to weigh? And how do you want to live? You got to find the best return on investment with that but you got to see it in context. You can just pick a weight. I want to be a billionaire. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? I'll work 40 hours a week. That probably ain't going to cut it. You know? So you can't be a little kid. I mean, like people are babies with their weight. I think you're right. My mom always wanted to weigh at 125 and she did. Yeah, sure. That's why I would say too, don't be walking around saying, Oh, I want to lose X amount of pounds. Say I want to weigh X amount of pounds, right? There's a little, little trick for you. Um, Weight loss, food, et cetera, has consumed my entire world. I just want to be free from it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I'm going to take this as you want. But it's like, think about how much you want to be free. Because I was always saying like the motivation. What's your motivation to lose weight? It's, oh, 9, 10, which isn't true. And you keep telling yourself, oh, I want to lose weight. My motivation is 9, 10. And then you're not losing weight. So what happens? You create a belief. Well, it doesn't matter how much I want to lose weight. I'd never lose weight. But it's because you're bullshitting yourself. You don't want to lose weight on a level 9, 10 motivation. You want to lose your motivation is like a two, three. So you should recognize that because that, that's freeing. You know, say, oh, geez, did I fix something? I need to motivate myself. I'm actually not motivated. You know, he's like, my God, my weight loss food is it consumed my life, you know? Okay, well, if it's consumed your life, it might literally make you die before you need to. I've said that to people, right? Because, you know, like they did a Framingham Heart Study and it showed people, women that were overweight were, um, had, had three years, a little over three years less life expectancy. They died three years earlier. Obese women were dying seven years earlier on average. And so I tell this to people sometimes, well, those are the worst years. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, like talk about your, your mindset is, is fucked. Like I, I can't put any other way. And it's because we're, we've been bombarded, bombarded with corporate messaging to eat. It's like the cigarette companies. Okay. I'm not saying that they don't want to kill you, but they don't mind if they have to kill you in order to get you to make money. 
The cigarette companies are literally the food companies. Okay. Just so you know that in the seventies, when all the studies were coming out, Oh yeah, guess what? Cigarettes cause lung cancer. Well, RJ Reynolds, Oh shit. We better divest. Guess what they went into. You'll never believe it. Food. <laughs> they bought it. They bought a huge stake in craft. At one point they were the majority shareholder. So when you think about the food companies, it's literally the cigarette companies. And so they bring the same philosophy of creating the most addictive product possible, the same marketing bullshit and all the other bullshit they do. And so you, you can't, and then they own the diet. So everything you're getting about weight and food and all that stuff you're thinking about, it's been implanted there by corporate interests, you know? And this is why, I mean, how do you explain it? You're a smart, intelligent person. Jeez, M's over here, like <laughs> very intuitive. You're clearly very intuitive and you understand a lot of this stuff. And so it's like, how can you not figure it out? Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's like, oh, it seems so simple. I just got to eat. I know what I got to do. I just got to do it. No, there's more to it than that. But you can't even think straight because your mind's been turned into pudding by these companies, you know? And it starts with the diet mentality. Like, because the diet mentality is, oh, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Well, then what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Figure it out then. No, you won't. No, you won't fucking figure it out then. <laughs> you won't. You're going to get there and then you're going to be all anxious and you're going to put the weight back on because you don't know what to do, you know? And it's like, how many times do you have to go through that till you believe it? I don't understand. You know, you're all saying, I'm nervous. I don't know. I put the weight on. I lost it. You don't even eat it. It's like, oh my God. And I feel bad for you. Again, I, I'm not, I don't want this to come out. I'm not blaming you. I, I, I feel bad because that all that program was put there and you don't even see it. You don't even realize it. You know, the way you think, you can't even think about weight loss without thinking about dieting at this point, you know, or pills or what surgery, right? Those are basically the three options you think. And then there's like a mindset. What's that? That ain't going to work. Right. What, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be a healthy person. I'm going to change my whole, and it just seems like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I don't know. Like it's, um, you, you got to get a new way, you know? So, but, but then that becomes, if you get that, right. And you think about it, so you're like, okay, well, what do I do? Well, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, if you're really serious again, I'd say join my program. I mean, that's the most serious action you could take. You know, how serious are you? Cause there it goes, right? So my program is $2,000. Oh, $2,000 to lose weight. It's $2,000 to live the best version of your life. But again, that's going to say, oh my God, I can't do that because you undervalue your health. Do you understand that? You, you, how do they get you to keep eating food? Because if you really valued your health, if you valued your health like me, you wouldn't eat that shit. I don't, you know, listen, okay, let me, let me prove a, a mindset to you, right? Just to kind of clarify it for you. How important mindset is and how you already use this in some areas of your life, right? So if you're watching this, you're probably a non-smoker. Okay. Why are you a non-smoker? Is it because you've got iron willpower and you fight against cigarette cravings all day long? Or is it because the way that you think about cigarettes, your mindset about cigarettes prevents the cravings? Because when you think about cigarettes, you either feel indifferent to them or you feel disgusted by them. And so you don't have any cravings. So you don't need to fight any cravings off of willpower, which is it, right? And if you're a smoker, <clears throat> I doubt if you're watching this this long, <laughs> that you're a hardcore drug addict. So why don't you do cocaine? Heard it's pretty good. Heroin, heard it's pretty fun. Are you fighting cravings off for that all day long? Is that why? Or is it because the way you think about it, you don't want anything to do with it. You don't even notice it. You don't even see it. You're not even tempted by it. Okay. So that's what real weight mastery feels like. I'm not fighting off cravings for McDonald's and all the bullshit food all the time. Okay. Because my mindset, the way I think about it prevents a lot of that and a lot of other strategies as well. I found this book, Just 10 Pounds by Brad Lamb. Yep. And my sober living like three years ago. It's outdated and kind of cheesy, but I feel like you would like it. No, I've read that book. It's great. I like it. Again, I like breaking it down, break it down in manageable goals, but you can't do that because you only have to be impatient. 
You know what I mean? You got to have the big weight loss goal you're aiming at all or nothing. Start day one, 50, 60% calorie cut. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Why don't they teach us in school? I wonder the same thing. Are you in LA? LOL. Where are you? Are you Canadian? No, I'm in Massachusetts. Um, hope TikTok doesn't get banned because I would have found you without this app. Yeah, me too. I love TikTok, right? I know, I know it's a big app, but it's been really fun being on here. But yeah, I'm on YouTube. And I'm on. I'm all over the place as well. Um, no, I've been thinking my whole life will change if I'm skinny. It did one time, but I was also miserable and psycho and the most lost I've ever been. Yeah, exactly. The weight doesn't define you. You know what I mean? It's just a means to an end. It's how you're doing it, you know? And then the times I went the healthy way, I didn't see it through till the end because I made a good progress, but not enough fast enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not enough fast enough. Yep. Not enough fast enough by ridiculous standards. I can't, That that is the core, the core saboteur is you can't lose it fast enough. You know, number one, I deal with that people in my program. I talk about it all the time and I'm still, I literally, I, I, I so someone who just finished up eight weeks, the, the program there, they lost 28 pounds <clears throat> and they're like, well, I says, how, how are you feeling? You know, whatever. And um, they're like, well, I was kind of hoping that I would have lost 40 pounds. <laughs> well, but I talked them through it. You know, we, we got to a better place, but yeah, ridiculous standards is, is the, is the norm. I want to feel better, not just lose weight. Yeah, that's, that's smart. That, that's how you should build it up. You need to write a book, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I'm working on that. Pick your heart. Everything is hard, but you got to put in the work. Yeah, ex that's exactly right. Yeah, you got to make the commitment. And you got to put the work in, you know? That's what I say. Like, like my program, I always think of my program like a college, like a, it's like a college course compressed into eight weeks, but it's like a college course. Like, like you're, you're going through, there's a weight mastery blueprint. You're going through a mindset blueprint. What's that mindset blueprint? It's your motivation. So you're really motivated. It's your self-image. What do you want to live as? Who do you want to be? Uh, it's your habits. Do you know the neuroscience of habits or what are you doing? Just winging it with your willpower. How's that going? <laughs> um, it's your emotions. Do you know how to run your emotions? Feel the emotions you want? Deal with the emotions you don't want to feel? Do you have any strategies for that that don't involve food? It would help if you did. <laughs> Thinking like a thin person. Do you know how to think like a thin person? We know the answer to that. So we can break that down. And then maintenance, you know? And then there's lifestyle. Because if, oh, I don't need a diet. I need a lifestyle change. Yeah, well, what are you going to change? What do you mean by that? Wh what? Well, but we got to be healthier. But what's that mean? What, what, do you, what do you mean lifestyle change? Please, just, <laughs> come on, hit me. Um, uh, I'll eat better. <laughs> Do I mean like you got no, there's no, there's no granular understanding of what a healthy lifestyle is a lot of times. I'll tell you it's, it's proper sleep. It's hydration. It's relaxation. It's proper breathing. It's nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. I'm sure there's more, but you get those eight down, you're going to be in a good place. All right. And then you do the mindset work and you, and you have eating strategies that work for you. It's a complete change because I freeze and I block myself and give into every marketing and social media influence. Yeah, sure and victimize and don't do the work consistently. I've always been the bigger friend amongst a group of gorgeous skinny girls. Yep. I'm the funny fat friend. Yep. Invisible. And I'm almost 32. I want a husband and children in one day and need change. Yeah, I am. I get it. Right. So it's that, that's how you define yourself now is I'm the, the fat, funny friend, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that, that keeps you trapped, you know? So it's, it's here's what I'm trying to say. Your, your whole focus, I don't want to be that, you know, but it's like, that doesn't help you decide and become what you want to be. Cause you don't even know what you want to be. You know, that that's that self-image piece. I was talking about. You got to articulate it. It needs to be created and you can't even articulate it just once. It's a process of creating it, becoming that person, you know, and it sucks. You know, it's your whole life. Jesus. And go watch the training and learn about the program and get in it. <laughs> 
By the way, I'll tell you guys a secret. You can get you can get half off it at the end of that training. Yeah, see, and this is like this is bigger than the weight. You see what I mean? This is your entire life. You know? So at what point do you make a commitment? It's a commitment too. Like it's like, I would say that, like, how are you gonna lose weight? Like it's it's hard. Okay, so this might my, my I always talk about this that you know, like Coursera, where you can go take like Harvard, Stanford, top level colleges on the planet courses, right? Or you can like go to college. And so it's like, you can go to Coursera for free and take that course. But if you've ever done that, I've done it. And as soon as it gets boring or hard, I quit. Because who gives a shit? I didn't pay for it. So what? I'm not committed. Okay. And then there's college, right? You go to college, you apply, it costs a shit ton of money. You invest that money. And what do you do though? You show up, you know, not only you show up, but you have a structure. There's people that are help you. You're learning something. You're going through a path. And what now think about your weight loss, which is it more like, which has it always been more like, right? So is it, is it cause you're no willpower and cause you suck and you have your fat person, or is it because you've never learned the proper way to master your weight? Which is it, <laughs> you know, could it be that I never smoked? So I never needed to have willpower. No, everyone has willpower and everyone needs willpower, but it's not the prime factor of, of change. You know, you're over, you think you need more. You think your weight's more about willpower than it is. Let me put it that way. What was your biggest hump in yoga, meditation, hypnosis, enlightenment journey? Um, yeah, biggest hump is always limiting beliefs, always limiting beliefs. You know, you leave all that. It's a process of facing your limiting beliefs. You have to become aware of them first and then you work on changing them, you know, but it's always, always, always limiting beliefs, you know? And once you recognize that, then you go to work on, on fixing it, you know? How did you push through when things were hard or conversely be gentle with yourself? Yeah, I had strategies. I had, I, I had practices. Okay. I had practices when things were hard. I had ways to practice them, right? You just have like, you're either doing it black or white, right? You're either doing it or you're not doing it for me. I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. Right. So I'm doing great and I'm doing horrible. That's my life. It's, it's one of those. And then either way, I don't give a shit because I'm coming back and I'm reflecting on either of them. How do I do wonderful? How do I can do more of that? What can I do more of that tomorrow? Great. How can I get more of that? Oh, I did shitty day. Okay. What happened there? I don't want to act shitty. So what went on? Oh, okay. That happened. Then that happened. That happened. Okay. What would I do if I go back in time? How would I do that differently? If I was the best version of myself? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I learned. I'm gonna do that next time. I move forward. You see? So I, I have a process that I come back to every day. This is that program yourself in technique I was talking about. Every night I'm coming back to home base and I'm reflecting on the day. It was a shitty day. Good day. You know, and let's encourage this more of this, less of this, you know? So I'm always coming back to that moving forward. It's a, and that's, that's the journey I'm on, you know, that's defining it. Not without a good or a bad day. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm always going to have good and bad days. Do you understand that? You're always, you know, get some place where you never have a bad day. And here I am at my goal away for 30 years. I've had the shittiest days, you know, depressed, stressed, overwhelmed, feeling horrible. All the, all the horrible emotions a person feels. You know, no, I'm at my goal weight. So it's not as bad. At least there's not that, you know, so that's a big help for sure. But, um, but it's more about just recognizing how, how do I deal with those? How to come back to home base every day and just keep improving. I, I think that's the big difference. Now that I think about it, considering myself religious is a subconscious conditioning that allows me to adhere with the religion. Sure. Yes. I'm inspired. Motivation is half action and half thought. It's not just struck upon you daily. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Because you want a little motivation when you haven't had it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being present, reflection, daily tools, practices, that is your medicine instead of insulin. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. You, you, but you need a, you like, you need a practice. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
so when I was, when I was young, I used to pray, you know what I mean? So it was like, that was what I came back to every night, you know? And, um, now I was an adult, I use this hypnotic process where I'm, I'm it's, it's very similar because it's an internal, right? That's what meditation and hypnosis, you know, prayer to some degree is this internal, you know, I mean, think about this when in your life, when, how many time in your life, you could probably measure it in minutes. If that have you spent with your eyes closed while you're awake, right? How much time have you spent like this? Because as soon as you close these eyes, you free up 75% of your brain power because 75% of your brain is dedicated to visual stimuli, you know? So you sit here like this, you free up all this energy and you reflect on yourself, on your day, on what you did, on what you want to do, who you want to be. And you do this every day. Where do you think you end up in 10 years? Do you see what I'm saying? Like you're dieting and your all or nothing mentality is so conditional. Did I have a good day? Did I have a bad day? Oh, did I put weight on this week? Did I lose weight? Oh, forget it. You know what I mean? Like it's so conditional. You're so wishy-washy. You're so not committed, you know? Anything could throw you off track when you're on a diet, you know? You have no foundation. You have no structure that keeps you on a different path. And that's what this is. What I'm, in programming yourself, then it's like you're not losing weight. Like, yeah, okay, so some people lose a ton of weight during it. Fine. I don't give a shit. What I care is you have this, you create these blueprints that are built for you. So now you know what to do. And so you say, oh, okay, well, you go through the motivation thing. You're ready to run through a wall. Like that makes everything else easier. And then three weeks later, you say, ah, Jim, I'm, I'm not feeling as motivated. Okay, well, go back to your blueprint, your motivation blueprint, look at it. You know, and half the time they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm back. Yeah. And other times say, yeah, you know what? I had to tweak some things and now I'm back. Fine. But it's like, at least you break it down. Cause right now you have no sense of any of these things. You know, you're just very superstitious. Am I going to wake up tomorrow motivated or not? I don't know. Am I going to stick with it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you have no, you have no control over that process, you know? And it's crazy to me because you can have a lot of control over it. You know, but, but a lot of it just comes down to, um, again, you need to have some structures in place. You need to have some, some routines, you know, that, that, that keep you grounded and, and allow you to keep improving, you know? Yep. You have to take it daily inconvenient, perhaps like insulin, but necessary for your well-being. I, I don't even think of it as inconvenient. I mean, like, do you consider like brushing your teeth? I, I don't it just becomes part of who you are. You know, I don't find any of it inconvenient. I love doing it. I don't know. If, I hope that makes sense. Because why wouldn't you love thinking about the best version of you? Why wouldn't you love learning, you know, from what happened today? You know, if you, if you really, if you enjoy personal growth and, and becoming a better version of yourself, it, that's the new, new addiction. If I, if I could uh, come from one, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to compare addictions, but I certainly have an addictive personality. Um, and so I still have that addictive personality, but what I am now is I'm addicted to my health not just the physical health folks. Okay. So it's not just the, like a crazy, just obsessed with health person. I'm obsessed with my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Okay. And I find for me, this is always personal. You decide whatever you want to do with this. But for me, I like a balanced approach. I like to drink alcohol on the weekends. I don't drink too much, but I drink a little bit. That's what I like to do. Is that the healthiest thing I could do? Well, absolutely not. But, but for me, it's what I choose to do. So it's about, you know, having a, a, a balance. I don't like to say it's worth a balance because maybe you don't want to be balanced, you know, but it's about articulating who you want to be, what you want to do, and then doing that, you know, day in and day out. All right. That, that's kind of the secret. Um, but faith without works is dead. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. What do you say to yourself at the end of the day when you had a binge? Um, yeah, when I, when I had a binge, I eat shit. I, I look back and I say, okay, what happened there? You know? You beat yourself up and don't learn anything from it or ignore it and don't learn anything from it. But I'll look and I say, oh, what happened there? I, I don't want to binge. I don't like eating like that. I feel like shit. You know, that's the first thing. Connect to the consequence. Oh, what, what was going on there? And I learned from it. If I go back in time, knowing what I know now is the best version of myself, what would I have done differently? Come up with a strategy. Is that a real strategy? Could I really use that? 
Yeah. Okay. Next time that happens, let's do that. Let's, let's practice that. Now the strategy is not just like, Oh, don't eat it. It's, it's an internal strategy. What do you, what can you say to yourself? What do you focus on? How can you think? How can you feel in order to put yourself in a position to say no to that? I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but imagine having that power. I, I don't know. It makes me, the program is kick ass. <laughs> So good. Uh, so, anyways, I already right, get out of here. But, um, all right, everyone, listen. Uh, go, go get the hypnosis session. It's in my bio. There's a link there. Go sign up for that. Um, once you do that, there's a training. You know, three steps to master your weight. And I'm speaking to you. If, you. if you're really serious about changing that, go watch that training and then find out what the program and join. Okay, because um, you you'll be able to work on this consistently for the next eight weeks. You work with me, right? My program. You work with me every Tuesday, Thursday. Okay, you get multiple times. Um, where I can focus you. So, but go sign up there. At the very least, go sign up for that session because I email you every day and I'll put you in a world at least to, to help you think different, you know? And if you're real serious, you know, go take that step. You know what I mean? Make a commitment here, you know? Money talks, bullshit walks. Once you plunk down some money, you know, and, and have a real program that you can follow, you know, things are different. All right, cool, cool. And let me know if you have any questions with it. And any, that applies to anyone, everywhere. You know, if anyone's really interested in this, um, there is a solution, you know, just, just understand that it's not, it's not your fault that the diets haven't worked. They're, they're not meant to work on average. Only 5% of people succeed with a diet. Okay. Numbers that low. It's not, it's not you. It's the strategy. It's a shit ass strategy. It doesn't work. And so, um, again, there is a real way to create change. It is slower. Okay. I'll just be out front about that. Um, but it's a lot longer. It's built for, it's built to last. All right. All right. Everyone have a great night. Talk soon. Bye.